The sponsor for the month is Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. They've provided resources for churches since 1982 through conferences, books, the Sword in the Trial podcast, video documentaries, online articles found at founders.org, the quarterly Founders Journal, Bible studies, international church search, and the newly launched seminary level training program, the Institute of Public Theology. Founders believes that the biblical faith is inherently doctrinal, and they are therefore confessional in their convictions. You can learn more about Founders Ministries and how to partner with them at founders.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 170, and today we're going to be talking about suffering and natural disasters. We're going to primarily focus in on one verse in the scriptures in Revelation chapter 13, and that's going to give us a foundation to look at all of natural disasters and how to approach them, how to respond, and uh, I think hopefully it will be helpful to you. But first, I want to let you know what's going on this month. As we've partnered with Founders Ministry for the month of December and now into January, we are doing a book giveaway with them. If you're not familiar with Founders Ministries, Dr. Tom Askell started Founders Ministries years ago, and it's a phenomenal, really a phenomenal ministry, and I've learned so much from Tom and all the people at Founders, and they started a publishing house, and they've got a great list of titles that's on their website. You can check that out. You can follow the link that's in the show notes, but we are doing a 10-book a giveaway with them, and the only way, or only thing you have to do to sign up is just to subscribe to the Gab channel and then leave a comment on any of the videos. So if you'll just go to Gab, and if you're listening on the audio, all you got to do is go to Gab and then search for my Gab TV channel, which is at Jared Sparks, or you can search the Shepherd's Crook, and you'll be able to find that channel. And then you'll be able to subscribe, leave a comment, and would love for you to check that out. I've got a lot of neat things that I've been doing on that. Just really been having a, having a good time with the Gab channel. It's been a lot of fun because I've been adding content beyond just the Shepherd's Crook audio podcast feed. And I've been doing this thing called Woodstove Chronicles, where I've been talking through what we've been doing with the Woodstove, how it's been going, giving updates. This week, I have a plan on fixing the golf cart that's in my, right now, that's over in my uh, carport that's really not running. It's not getting fuel. And so I'm going to do a little video on, on doing a, a fuel flush. And then I'm going to do some more updates, undo uh, a couple more episodes on Woodstove Chronicles. I'm going to talk about a man's morning routine where I'm going to walk through what I do in the mornings and, and what can be replicable for you and how you are living your life and how you're starting your days. And just really want to give you a nudge to start a morning routine. And then I'm going to be doing some other things like a review of my uh, winter Woolrich shirt and this Pendleton shirt. I might do a review on that one one day. But I'm going to be doing some stuff on there and continuing to upload videos throughout the week. And it's been fun. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. But like I said, all you got to do is subscribe and then you're entered in to not only that content, but also to the 10 book giveaway with Founders Ministries. That's going on for 20 more days or 21 more days until the end of the month. So go ahead and do that and then you'll be entered. I'll see when you subscribe. I don't see who subscribes the names, but I do see who makes the comment. So if you subscribe and leave a comment, or if you leave a comment, I'm assuming that you've subscribed. Okay, now we're going to talk about natural disasters and suffering. All right, let's pray. 
Let's go ahead and go to the Lord and ask for his help. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Ask for wisdom and direction as we talk about things that are very difficult. When we talk about natural disasters, almost every single listener has been affected by something, by a tornado, earthquake, flood, something in their life that's affected them very greatly. And uh, Lord, this is personal for a lot of people. So I pray that you'd help me as we navigate through this and uh, help us to keep in mind the first episode where I talked about the importance of, of moving away from the question, why, and getting to the question, what, what are we to do? And uh, help us with that. I trust you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Okay. Again, thank you guys so much for being here. Natural disasters uh, in the category of suffering. How do we think about natural disasters biblically. The first thing we need to keep in mind when we think about natural disasters, and when you think about earthquakes, tsunamis, tornadoes, floods, fill in the blank, whatever it may be, an avalanche, snowstorms, houses collapsed from a snowstorm, there are a lot of different natural disasters in the world that insurance companies rightly call acts of God. But the first thing we need to keep in mind about natural disasters is that they are a post-fall reality. This earth, as it exists right now, is still under the curse. It's, it's experiencing the remnants of the curse from the fall. So this earth, when the fall of Adam took place, experienced a curse that came upon it, and it went into every single nook and cranny of this earth and the universe. When Jesus resurrected from the grave, it's like this, this, this curse began to be reversed to the point that one day natural disasters will be completely eradicated. They will be completely gone. They will cease to exist. That's the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is that natural disasters and everything that happened from the fall will be undone and unwound. Therefore, one day, natural disasters will be gone. So natural disasters are temporary. They're a post-fall reality, but because of the person and work of Christ and his life, death, and resurrection, there are going to be sinners that are saved, some that are condemned, but this earth will be restored and renewed. And that's a product of the resurrection of Christ. So at the return of Christ, natural disasters are going to get—they're going to be completely gone. We're not going to need storm shelters anymore for tornadoes. That's where we live in the Midwest, and so in the Midwest, every spring, and then sometimes—I mean, really random time. I mean, even like what was it two months ago or a month ago that that tornado hit? All those tornadoes went through Kentucky, down through Kentucky. That's just right south of us. And so even into the winter time, the late fall, early winter, you can experience some tornadoes here. And that's what we experienced growing up. My mom and dad were part of a massive tornado in 1982, a year before I was born. And they experienced that here in southern Illinois. And that was a tornado that just ripped through this whole area and went into Kentucky as well. So I think it started in Missouri, went all the way through Illinois, and maybe went into Indiana and then down into Kentucky. Well, there's going to be a day, you know, that that doesn't happen anymore. That's done. But when that happens, you know, when the havoc of a natural disaster settles and people are able to assess who's alive, who's passed away, what of my property is destroyed, that's when questions happen. And it's obvious, right? I mean, it's very, I mean, it's very understandable to be sitting back in a chair as you're looking at your home that was burned down or destroyed by a tornado and ask, God, what, why? Like, why? That that house right there, nothing happened to that house, and that's 50 yards away. What's going on? So like I said in my prayer, one of the things I want to caution you with as you're thinking about the things that are happening on this earth that clearly point to a cursed earth under the sovereignty of God, but we need to turn our question to the what question. What are we to do? And when we do that, I'm going to turn us to Revelation chapter 13. We're going to find a passage that really clearly helps us know what to do. Here's what we should do. 
And then when we see people that aren't doing what they should do, then we can see here's the wrong way to handle natural disasters. Here's the wrong way to think through, to process, and to respond when something like this happens to you. And inevitably, over the, time, over the long haul of your life, you're going to experience something like that. And you're going to need to know how to respond. So when we get clear direction from Revelation 13, we need to be in the category of those that are responding in the right way. Now, the Bible does not give us every single answer to every single question that we ask. It gives us the question, answers to the questions that we need to know. That's what it does. The scriptures in all of life are authoritative in all, in all of life and every single thing that we live and experience in this life. But it doesn't give us every single answer to every question that we ask. It gives us direction and all we need to know in every question that we need to know. Okay, So Revelation chapter 13, there's an earthquake. And here's what it says. Well, now let me turn it. Or, not 13. Revelation chapter 11. Sorry. Ver, starting in verse 13. Here's what it says. And at that hour, there was a great earthquake. Okay, earthquake. Natural disaster. Let me get a sip of coffee real quick. And by the way, hunt with a Henry. I've got a little 22 Henry lever action that's good, that's good for squirrels. It's a lot of fun. Hold on. There you go, Henry Arms. Free advertisement. Starting in verse 13. And at that hour, there was an earthquake... And a tenth of the city fell. Okay, a tenth of the city fell. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. 7,000. So a tenth of the city, one-tenth of every building collapses. It's gone. It's destroyed. This is a massive earthquake. All right? And then, in this earthquake, 7,000 people die. That's a large number. I think that, uh, I, I didn't get a final count. I think it was over 100 the tornadoes that hit and destroyed all those towns throughout Kentucky last month. I think it was over 100 people died. We're talking about 7,000 people die in this earthquake. And then, just a few, I mean, it's just half a verse. Listen to this. And the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. And the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. So the first response, and this is written down as a positive response. This is how you should respond to an earthquake when a tenth of the city is destroyed and 7,000 people die. Number one, terror. Stand back and recognize the power of God. Look how powerful God is. He holds the universe in his hand. And this wind is just a small example of God's power. When you see oceans or tsunamis, when you see cities destroyed that have been built by human hands, and in an instant with an earthquake or a tornado or a hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, I went down to see Hurricane Katrina in like 2004, and my goodness, the coast was just utterly decimated. And you stand back and you just think, this hurricane is a sign of the power of God. Are you kidding me? Look at the power of God. I mean, this is the God who spoke everything into being out of nothing. And this is how powerful God is, that in an instant, all these things that were created by human hands, made by human hands, through the common grace that God had give them, given them to be able to figure out how to build these things, in an instant, just like that hurricane, tornado, earthquake, destroys it. In this instant, it's, an earth, it's a hurricane. What we should do is stand back in terror and say, my goodness, God is big. And then secondly, and they gave glory to the God of heaven. They gave glory to the God of heaven. This is the right response to natural disasters. Terror and worship. Okay, God, 
I don't understand everything, but I worship you. You are powerful. You are strong. There is nobody in heaven like you, and we want to worship you for who you are and what you what you do. For your love for us, I recognize what you did for us in Christ Jesus, and this is not going to sway me from worshiping you. So I'm reading through Job right now in my Bible reading challenge. As I'm reading through Job, Job, you see that Job says, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Uh, shall we not take the good from the Lord and he says even the evil and then God doesn't, you know, again, pull back the curtain and say, oh, no, no that wasn't me. He said, uh, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, your name is blessed no matter what. And so, with natural disasters, with, er- with earthquakes, there are some of these people that I think we can assume they had family members die or friends die or somebody down the street die. They were one of the 7,000 people that killed They knew a friend of a friend, you know, that uh, passed away. A a big stone fell and fell on top of them. So they should stand back in terror and say, my goodness, God, you are powerful. And then, God, I praise you. That's what we are to do. Notice in this little passage, it does not give us answers of the why. It doesn't say, well, the earth is cursed, and that's why. And this is a part of, you know, in Revelation, depending upon how you understand Revelation, I think this is all past not in the future, and not all of Revelation, but most all of Revelation is in the past, not in the future. But as you're reading this, it does give us a a what? Okay, what are you to do? Okay, stand in awe and then worship. And then, you know, we could also add in in the scope of the rest of the scriptures, okay, get to work. Be a good steward of what's in front of you now. So go pick up the next stone and go help and put that back together your house and go help and put back together your neighbor's house and go help and put back together your family's house. Do whatever's necessary. What's next? Okay, put your head down and do what's required as you give glory to God. Okay, guys, I hope that's been helpful. We're going to continue this series next week and uh, we'll be wrapping it up here in the next couple weeks. And then we're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to talk head coverings sometime in the near future. And we're going to talk about just a lot of different things on the Shepherd's Crook podcast. This is going to continue to go up on the audio. And then, like I said, just as a reminder, reminder, another plug as we finish this out, go ahead and jump over to Gab TV and hit hit the subscribe button. And right now, by the way, also the link to my channel is in my Instagram page, both on the Shepherd's Crook and my personal Instagram as well. So if you find me on Instagram, then you can go ahead and find the link to the Gab channel and then subscribe. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day.